Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Dance again, guilty feet have got no rhythm. Love is easy to pretend, you know you're not a fool. I had the biggest crush on George Michael, and I was really disappointed when I found out that he played for the other team. Anyway, I'm Alex Bradford here for TV's Arrow After Show. Loving the intro to the song. Hoping you're enjoying it too. And if you want to co-host with us, make sure you do so by joining the hashtag hashtag ABTV Arrow. And I'm still getting laughs for my George Michael wow. crush, which is not cool. He is really hot his booty it's shorts, which should have been a dead giveaway. Please tweet me at Boys and Beauty. It's just the way you presented it. Oh. No, I mean we've all been there. I think <laughs> for sure, specifically oh, with George yeah. Michael. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, have you guys seen Eli Stone? It's a it's like a love story all to George Michael. Oh. I'm into it. Okay, wait. Are we, what are we, are we doing a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intro, intro. Show. Uh, so I, this is a song, and it's awesome. Uh, I'm Lex Michael. All over social media, at the Lex Michael. My camera's over there. Hi, internet. <laughs> Where are you looking? I, the couch. The I was looking at there's a polka-dotted purse on the couch, and oh, I was just letting mine. George Michael serenade me while I looked at the, the purse. Hi. The purse is very interested. The purse will tweet at you. <laughs> I'm a purse at Twitter. Go. Hello, purse. If you want to reach me, I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And I'm Katie Cullen, and I have a completely different purse, and you can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. Uh, we're checking the hashtag, ABTV Arrow. We're also checking live chat, so yes, do the thing, win the stuff. I love that we just played that song throughout the entire intro. That yeah. was amazing. Can we just keep that on a loop the entire the, show? The whole show. <laughs> well, I was singing like the sax solo, just oh. on like that 30 seconds on a loop for the entire We can do that. I feel like show. you can probably find that sax solo for 10 hours on YouTube because people make those. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, okay, guys, for yeah, there's this a show great. that we watch tonight. There is a show that we watch, and there is a show that we're doing. We're doing it right now. Yeah. And our show tonight is brought to you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the internet by Blue Apron. Now, look, uh, can I maybe get get a second, third opinion on this? I yes. think 
you need to know how to cook. Oh, God, I yes. like to cook. Sure. Not really. I mean, Debatable. if you... <laughs> I like to All cook. Right. Lol, JK. Okay, <laughs> Alicona, you're the target market for this. All right. So, Alicona, listen. Yes, Lex. You need Talk to know... Preach. You need to know how to cook. Because if you know how to cook, not only do you feel great knowing that you can find your way around a kitchen without setting stuff on fire... But also, you control what you eat, which means you're going to save money, and you're not you're not ingesting a whole bunch of junk stuff that's bad for you, stuff that's super easy, super quick. But why not just send that to me in a box? Well, I'm glad that you asked why I don't send you your food in a box. Now, if you call me and ask me to send you your food in a box, I'm going to say, I, I, got, I got nothing for you. That's super weird. But... <laughs> If you go to blueapron.com, they will do just that. Now, the big question, if you want to learn to cook, is where do I start? How do I make this less overwhelming for me? Well, for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron will deliver all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals right to your door. And all you have to do to make these meals is follow their simple step-by-step instructions. Each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. Okay. And that's not a huge chunk of time. You know what I mean? Saves you trips to the grocery store. You don't have to order takeout and sit at home and be sad while you eat it alone. And no matter what your dietary preferences are, Blue Apron makes it a breeze to discover and prepare dishes like roast chicken supremes with mashed potatoes, gravy, and maple glazed carrots. Mm. Right? Yeah. Exactly what I'm saying. You could make a steak sandwich with caramelized onions, garlic aioli, and honey roasted parsnips. You can make charred broccoli over creamy polenta with poached eggs. You can make all of this stuff right in your own kitchen. You can find and cook with ingredients that are so exotic and out there that I, I certainly haven't cooked with purple potatoes before. Or, or watermelon radishes. Oh, purple potatoes are amazing. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. I'm eat it. Yeah, <laughs> and these recipes are between 500 to 700 calories per portion, so you can fit them into any sensible diet plan that you want to go for. They're delicious, and they're good for you. And right now, you can get your first two meals for free at blueapron.com slash podcast. That is blueapron.com slash podcast. Tell them the good folks at ABTV Arrow sent you. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Free! Always down for free. Okay. All right, Alicona, now do you want to learn how to cook? You can be like Oliver and cook good. If if Oliver would like to cook shirtless with just a blue apron on, I'm okay with that, too. Who needs the apron? Oh, green apron. Ah, (laughs) ba-boom-ching. He can salmon ladder and then make salmon. Yeah! Yeah, If you want the naked Oliver Queen uh, terms and conditions, as always, may apply. That is Um, a different package entirely. Yeah. In more ways than one. Okay, so speaking of Oliver, let's just talk about his conversation with Felicity um, at the very beginning, all the way through to the end. So at the very beginning, yes, that's what we're here to do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the whole episode. Let me help tonight. Show. We're only going to be talking about minutes twenty-three to twenty-eight of those Arrow. Were the best minutes. These are some of the best minutes of the run of the series. What I happened? think they included the deadite, and I was very yeah. happy about the deadite. <laughs> I think it'll look so bad. <laughs> so Felicity walked again tonight, guys. Yeah. Anyway, so but again, yeah. no, but 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 no. So really, what I want to talk about <laughs> is the rehab center. We get all you guys. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh. All right. Because oh. the microphones are too big and expensive uh, to drop. I can't drop. Let's get on point. Let's focus, people. Yes. Felicity tries to walk. She gets frustrated. I like that we get the little peek into Curtis's life. Yes. Do we still know how he's an Olympian? What specific by athlete? By athlete, yeah, that's when they ski and shoot. Oh, what are they shooting? Skeet, usually. Yes. 
What skeet? Like a I, I, this could go pigeons. on for a while. Skeet, 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 skeet. Yeah. No, 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 no. Entirely no. different variety of <laughs> oh events. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so anyways, that's a very different kind of skeet shooting. It takes far less training. <laughs> that's the Olympics that take less after dark. Oh dear. So anyway, what oh, you do on your geez. own time? What I was trying Have to you see- seen in movies where somebody yells "pull" and they fire the disc in the air and they shoot it down? Yeah. That. Actually, I think oh. biathletes are stationary targets. That's I was incorrect about the skeet shooting. So oh. anyway. like they ski, and then they lie down with a sniper rifle and shoot targets, Whoa. and then when they're done, they get back up and they ski some more. All I know is he hurt his Achilles. 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 Yeah. Achilles. And he's really impatient. I like the little speech that his man gave Felicity and talked about patience and healing. Yes. That's all I wanted to say. I like that character, too. I do. Boo wants to make sure you didn't break your phone by dropping it on the ah, table. He's cracked. very concerned. Thank you. It's already cracked. <laughs> I appreciate the concern. And Alistair said it was decathlon, not biathlon. So uh, I misremembered. So oh. ten events. Sweet. Wow, he's pretty yeah. talented. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, he's moving right terrific. along, we get the big reveal right away at the top of the show that Damien Dark does have little William, and William is my son. <laughs> yeah, so they opened that up immediately, which yeah. I was not expecting. I was expecting that we'd get this dragged out throughout the entire episode. Yeah. I'm glad that they did it that way because we needed the time to introduce <laughs> Vixen to the people who couldn't be bothered to watch 30 minutes of animation online. Watch it, you guys. Come on. And to lay everything out. And to, there were a lot of moving parts in this episode. Mm, yeah. And if we were going to drag out, by the way, he's my kid, that would have kind of scrunched the rest of them yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah. this was better for the execution. Yes. Well, you know, you were saying earlier that people were really upset in Twitter and this and that and the third and talking about how Felicity handled the situation. I personally thought she handled it well. She didn't deal with it at the top when they're trying to find a missing kid, which is good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's a big, huge shock. Um, and how awkward to have to work with the mother of the unknown child you just found out about. And even though it's years apart, it's still a weird thing of, wow, well, you've had sex with my man. All right, so what did your kid look like? <laughs> Let's just type this into the computer. Right. Well, and it was also, Weird. again, finding out that Oliver has been lying to her for God well, knows yeah, how long. And we saw some of that coming through with the, I hope that's as far as the family resemblance goes, et cetera, et cetera. And Sam, Sam, right? Samantha. Samantha. Yeah. Samantha yep. Making the comment about, look, I forced him to make the choice. And I'm glad like, she I did know that. you're mad, yeah. but I was the one who laid down that ultimatum because I thought he was still a party boy. Right. So, I feel like in this situation, nobody's really wrong, but nobody wins. Right. Sure. Right. Everything's bad. Can I point out something that I thought was really cool? Please do. Um, I liked that the the first time we get Oliver and Felicity alone after the reveal, she says the same exact words that she said in the other timeline. Uh, And I thought that was really cool. Like, the first time that he... Really? Yeah. Repeat the the words. Uh, the, nice. It was the it was the same thing. Like I'm not I'm, I'm not mad that you didn't tell me. Right. Blah, 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 like all that stuff. Ah, got Her it. whole okay. spiel was the same one that she did in the, in the timeline that was erased when they were fighting uh, Vandal Savage. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. nice. True Hollywood mm. story, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. Like, it, I, I can understand. I know people are upset because some people think she overreacted to that. I don't because it is something that I've been saying this entire time throughout the after show. Is when you marry somebody, they are what she like. She said, "There's somebody that you're supposed to trust that you go to for help and lean on." And if you can't tell anybody in the world, the one person you can tell and you one person you can confide in is your other half. How do you become a whole when you have bits and pieces of you over here that you're not sharing? 
And you pointed out something really excellent before we started the show, which was she didn't say I'm done forever. She just said I need a break. Oh yeah, yeah. she needs space, and of course she needs space. And I think it's great too that she was able to take her personal feelings about the situation and, as she said, table them temporarily while they were dealing with the immediate threat on William, which is great. And then, of course, you're gonna need some time to process everything, everything, because that's not a small thing, regardless of how much Oliver thought he was making the right decision for everybody, that's a very big thing that's going to take some time to to suss out for yourself personally. And I appreciated that she didn't fly off the handle, she didn't have a meltdown, she didn't scream at him, anything. She just very calmly said, I need to take some time and think about this, and then could walk again so that she could dramatically leave the room. Which is, yeah, interesting. This is great. And that should have been a moment of such joy. Of her I being know, able to walk again, and then it happened right then. It was just like, oh, his yeah. face too. Oh yeah, the guy just to, I want to get up and hug you, but I can't right now because yeah. you're pissed off at me. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, he had basically just lost everything. Yeah, yeah, just said goodbye to his kid. Yeah, which I thought that was interesting because when he was talking on the computer, I'm going, oh, he's skyping him, and as soon as he said. I'm the Green Arrow. I went, oh, no, this is not for now. This is for later. I did a massive face palm when that happened because twice in an episode is like, oh, my God, stop. So, yeah, (laughs) if we're going to talk about something this late in the episode already, then it's like, okay, in a world where somebody just a week ago found the check, like a copy of the check from a decade ago almost that you never thought would come up again, you're going to record evidence, a confession that oh, you are the yeah. Green Arrow and have it anywhere floating out in cyberspace where She's anyone who wants to it can keep find it, it. Protected. Yeah, like she kept the kid protected? Uh, well, that's not that her was, fault. I yeah. mean, Barrowman enters rooms like... It's a good point. Uh, that's like, a, yeah, he's got like a hotel, universal skeleton key. <laughs> but I like to, I like to, that somebody saw him so that they knew it was a guy with no hand. The kid saw him. It's yeah. hard to miss. Yeah. So, <laughs> I want to clarify something for chat. A lie of omission is still a lie. Gonna lay that out there because I can see this argument happening and no, not telling her is still a lie. Yeah, and that's something big to intentionally withhold. A child that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That is huge. And it actually is about this call. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. But what she said is so true. If you know somebody and you're in a relationship with them, like in that type of relationship, her perspective is, you know that I support you no matter what. And I'm not mad about the kid because obviously it happened before them, but I'm upset that you didn't tell me. And I feel that, like I called that a while yeah. ago. But it's also upset that he didn't tell her, and then also there's that scene where it seems like everybody else knew yes. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that was hurtful. Like, yeah. Thea knew, Malcolm Merlin, who we all hate, knew. Yeah. But I feel I feel like at that point it would have been, Thea found out because she did sleuthing. Sleuthing? Yeah. Malcolm found out because he's, he's Malcolm. Malcolm. Well, mm-hmm. because because he was Rajal Ghul when that happened too. Yeah, yeah. So it's not and Drew, Barry. And you yeah. know the DNA to doors. It's yes. like Barry Actors. has his own show, guys. Of course he knows. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and I would have liked to have seen him try to explain <laughs> that Barry knew because he went to another time. Barry <laughs> ran the <laughs> DNA test. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys. Right. So that's that's good reason for Barry to know. But again, Oliver is really good at throwing out facts to make himself look terrible without providing the uh, context that would mitigate that effect. Sure. Or how about the fact that in that room when we are all gathering that potentially he slept with three of the girls in that room, one of which... K 
can't be is not his sister, so that obviously doesn't even count okay. as a random female. Thank God we didn't But go there. I'm just saying, yeah. okay. Three? Yeah, okay. Um, and I'm glad that, no. that Billy Jean girl brought this up because I thought the same thing when he said, yeah, Vixen and I had a rather animated encounter. I was like, was that encounter horizontal? What are we talking oh, no, about? That was a no, meta joke about the animated is... Vixen series. Yeah, the Vixen oh, series is animated. <laughs> he was making um, a joke about we were on a cartoon animation. together. animation. Yes. Yeah, oh, that was well, a meta joke. Say Adam, uh, animated encounter with another person, that only leads someone to go, uh, yeah, no, it's is a that? Deadpool style joke it's, because yeah. they've been advertising all over Twitter and in the previews and whatnot. Okay. They show bits of the animation of Vixen and then go, and this is what she looks like on the show and it's Megalyn, uh, I cannot remember her yeah, last name. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. yeah. She also dropped okay. an anvil on her. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> da, 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 da. Interesting. Okay, well, never mind. Either way, and it's we 30 also minutes have... long, and it's on CWC. Oh. Y'all should watch it. Oh, I just uh, want to. By the way, that same scene. I just really want to shout out David Ramsey's little performance moment, his nonverbal reaction to when Oliver says that Williams is son, because Diggle says nothing, but there's a shot where his eyebrows go. <laughs> his eyebrows just jump up a story on his face and that's it it's amazing totally Diggle is so good at understatement in the words in the acting mm. just every time I'm still thinking of Flash last night because we got some really arrow relevant information in Flash they dropped the information that Lila is now the head of Argus yeah. mm-hmm. in a completely different show so that's out there but I just love Diggle reacting to the weird and supernatural like okay Things occurred. Right. <laughs> well, in that whole thing. same conversation, though, was Samantha Laurel. I'm really sorry, you know, and she's just vomiting out the mouth, and Laurel's like, eh, uh, uh, uh. Like, I don't think she did the math to really figure out because she was too busy worried about the kids. So when that happened, she's like, Oh. But I love that too, like a, an amazing yeah. nonverbal performance moment by Katie Cassidy, yeah, yeah. where she looks over Samantha's shoulder at Oliver and gives him this look, like, really, dude, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Her well, and right. her talking with yeah. her dad that afterwards, being like, yeah. I thought I was over it, but this is crazy. Yeah. And just having a very, very human moment. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to see those. Yes. I well, I that. just really liked seeing her with her father. Because, you know, yeah. him and his daughters have always had a really great relationship. And I I think, I mean... One of them keeps dying. That, too. <laughs> but, I mean, he really, regardless of any mistakes he or she might make, and, of course, they stopped talking for a while with all the things that were going on with Oliver in season, what was it, three or two or one of them. Um, but Every season. The, things occur with Oliver all the time. Well, that, too. But yeah. when they finally rekindled their relationship, he's always been a very, very loving and supportive father. And, I don't know, I just like that they, they could have that moment. No crime, no this, no that. We're just going to sit here and him be like, baby, I'm so sorry. Yeah, there is a really great trajectory for both Laurel and Captain Lance over the course of the series so far. We've talked in the past a little bit about how it felt for a while like they weren't quite <laughs> sure what to do with Laurel. And now, in the last year or so, you see the person that she is now and the person that, that Captain Lance is now having gone through all of the weird, chaotic, messy stuff that they've gone through. And you see very specific and intentional parallels in their journey. So it is. It's really great to see them play scenes together, father and daughter, now having both gone through such similar hardships coming out the other side and actually being ready and mature enough to support each other. Yeah. It's cool. Good stuff. Good times. 
Let's talk about Big This Bang. show can be really, really smart. Yeah. And I love it when it does that. Yeah. And I guess I was completely wrong, and according to many, many people in chat, they dropped the information about Lila and Argus sometime during last week's episode, which I missed completely somehow. I maybe yeah. did too. Or I, I forgot. Really that either. I thought it was still a decision. She was deciding. It was a possibility. I don't know. I, I last week's episode was just kind of like for me, so I don't. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know. So yeah. So let's talk about Vixen. You're right. Let's do this. Let's talk about her. Um, Okay. So yes, we obviously know that she has the totem with all these really cool powers. Did we like these special effects? We approve. I think they were well done. We again, we started off in animation for Vixen, and you have a lot more freedom when it comes to what you want to show because you don't have to worry about trying to create it in a 3D space if you have 2D right. animation. Sure. You right. design it, you go. And so, translating that to 3D to CGI, I love how they chose to do it. I will admit the super speed bit with the cheetah looked a little silly because sped up footage versus not. Like some of it was just, some of this just does not translate well out of a 2D medium. But for the most part, especially with the summoning of the animal spirits, it looked great. It and did, the yeah. costume looked good. The costume I was believed great. that costume. <laughs> I didn't believe that costume in 2D because people don't know how to draw breasts. But no, I believe sure. that. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I agree know, with you. See, like, they do like the individual breasts with the spandex and the... No, it doesn't work yeah, that way, really you guys. really not how biology happens. Have you ever seen a woman in a swimsuit? Yeah. Totally random. Okay, but, but no, but I, anyway, I, no, I seriously, I absolutely agree with you. I love how effective it was. I agree with you about the cheetah running, but I also think you need to find a way if you're going to make somebody move really, really fast in this universe. You have to make it entirely distinct from the way, say, Barry moves. Right. So I think they did that. It was there was some there was a slightly comical element to it, a little for little sure. Goofy. But but again, it's all a little goofy, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. I did I liked the use of the effects on the powers because you get enough of an idea. You can't have her constantly shape shifting into different animal forms because that gets very 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 expensive. Yeah, but well, and that was never her power to begin with, sure. even in her inception in the comics. Sure. But it's a great way to, you see the, the ghostly, what would you call it? The apparition yeah, of yeah, the animal yeah. that then retreats into her essentially and you know exactly what power set she's pulling from. And I think it was very, very clear. I don't think there's any potential confusion into how ultimately her powers work. Right. Right. Yeah. And they were thinking obviously magic versus magic. She was just going to be able to come in there and just kick butt. And she lasted about five seconds. And I know you have something to say I, about well, that. It, it bummed me out because especially with the way that she was introduced in this series specifically, where she's taking down these dudes and she's like, I'm going to kick some ass. And then the moment she goes against our big bad, she's just lazily thrown against a wall. And like, I expected her, like, I liked the moment where she, took the, the gorilla spirit and started to fight back, but then ultimately it ended up being the same thing. I wanted her to at least stand a little more of a chance against Dark. It's yeah. like Worf had the flu, I think is the trope for this. You have your character that you build up to be a very strong character, and then you have them get their ass kicked by the villain of the week to establish that this char- the villain is very strong, but when you continually do that, all it really does is establish that, that you per- this person that you said is strong is really kind of not. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like this was a little bit of that, especially since, again, in her series, she is 
amazing. Sure. Yeah. And a very believable, well-rounded character. So, as far as combat goes, she was a little wasted. Well, yeah, one. especially also, too, at the very beginning of her introduction, she's fighting these dudes, and at first she's in the dark, and they're like, come out and fight like whatever, a man. Like How a about man. I kick your ass like a woman? Yeah, yeah. So you want to see a woman that's gonna kick ass. Mm-hmm. And when it came to Damien, she didn't even get one hit, in, or if she did, I missed it, but a good blow. At yeah. least knock him to the ground. And then if he gets up and, you know, then again, this little thingy thing. No one did until the totem was gone. And that was why we needed her in the same way right. that we had Constantine for an episode because we needed him to fix Sarah. Which, by and the way, I know what you're laughing I about. I absolutely <laughs> adored the reference to Constantine oh, in this yeah. episode. Why don't we call Constantine? Because he is literally in it's hell. Like, he's yeah. in hell. Oh, what's going on? No, he's <laughs> literally <laughs> in hell. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. I'm a little busy. But, yeah, I just... They they needed her for the magic thing. They needed her to be able to find out what his totem was, where to find it. They needed her for tracking it. purposes. They basically needed her for everything but combat. And so when they threw her into combat, it didn't work very well right. because that wasn't what she was there for. Right. And they didn't bother trying to shore it up. True. I will suggest though that she did fare the best in a combat situation until the the totem was destroyed now granted yeah she really didn't get much of a punch in but she came she was Neither the furthest did anyone else she was the furthest away from being horribly killed Right. That's true, and she did manage to fight back against him once she pulled the gorilla spirit. So yes, I really enjoyed just the one line of, "Well, that just happened." <laughs> yeah, well, that occurred. I'm like, I feel like you should be far more worried about the fact that the source of your power is, is gone. gone. But I'm but wondering he if he didn't understand. Because well, he was. Why would ex- you worship something if you didn't understand it gave you power? He may not understand how the relationship worked. He may have thought it was symbol. I I don't know. But the best I can come up with, given his reaction, both when the totem was gone and when he suddenly lost his powers, was that what? he didn't truly understand that that thing was the source. Otherwise, he would have lost his mind trying to get it back. Well, hmm. okay. So I have a question, and maybe this dips a little too far into predictions, but it's something that, in watching this episode and the episode last week, I have been thinking more and more. Do you guys think there is anything to the idea that maybe Damien Dark is more of a flunky than anything else? Oh, he's definitely the dragon. He's not. He's definitely... I would say, like, the the parallel that I'm thinking... Uh, spoilers for a four-year-old Batman movie. It's a lot <laughs> like Bane in The Dark Knight Rises, where you think he's the villain the entire time. He is the physical threat. He's the one that Batman's actually throwing punches at. He's the one that incapacitates him for such a long time. Yeah. But Bane is actually a flunky for Talia. And I think more and more Damien Dark, he's super charismatic, he's super fun to watch, and he's very dangerous, but I don't think he's really in a position of ultimate authority here at all. He yeah. is white. Well, Behind every strong man is a strong woman. <laughs> well, he's... he's the, I'm speaking in so many TV tropes tonight, you guys. He's the dragon, in much the same way that Darth Vader is the dragon for the big bad, who is the emperor. Right. It's the second in command with a whole bunch of power, but not the real villain. And here I think our big bad is this council, these people doing the magic Nazi corn. Which we I still know nothing about. Yeah. No. I mean, we have <laughs> four or five episodes left? What episode? Episode 15. Yeah. This was 15, so we've, so we've got, got like seven, six or seven, seven left. Yeah. yeah. That's a very long time not to know anything about our overarching plot. Right, right. So we've taken down the dragon. Now what? 
because he was the big physical threat of the seer of the season. Right. And we have Malcolm, who is obviously still a threat and obviously still not as much of a threat. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and somebody actually had brought up, but you know, we were talking last week about him potentially becoming the new leader of Hive, and him talking about he is still hung up on the fact that Oliver gave the league to Nissa. You know, and the whole situation. Let's just talk about him and Thea and the big yes. picture of Blasey Blah. And, uh, yeah. I was really disappointed when I found out that, first of all, he had this whole conversation at the beginning of the show. Thea, you know me better. Thea, you know me. Yeah, but you ain't answering the question directly, fool, which tells me you're guilty. That's how I felt about that conversation. So it's, like, it's like, yes, Dad, I do know you better. You're evil, and you lie about everything. Yeah. Well, and just the fact that I, I trained you, I did this, I did that, you and I'm like, great. yeah, you also brainwashed her to murder one of her friends in order to make a, in order to manipulate her brother to make a bid for the, do you not remember the entire Xanatos Gambit that was all of season three? Because <laughs> that's your fault, buddy. Right. All of it is your fault. Well, and also, not for nothing, too, I feel like this idea of the League of Assassins as a force that influences other forces globally that can potentially uh, either completely disrupt or keep stability around the world is an idea that we were introduced to like two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I think we were supposed to kind of get that idea, but they never really went into the ramifications of that, of what the League does, aside from murder people. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, if, you were, if we're talking about the League of Assassins as depicted in decades of comic books, sure, I can see that. But that version of the League and this version of the League seem to be slightly different in that, yeah, like you say, they're mostly a group of people that hang out in the mountains, dress like ninjas, and kill people. Well, I think Pretty the much. first Roz kind of made mention to it, and that's that was definitely his style. And But I feel like it's kind of been backburnered since we're focusing on a lot of other stuff, there's this the whole hive thing. So like, yes, they probably have influence, but like it's not something it's something that we're being told not shown and so it doesn't have any real impact. Sure. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm, I'm waiting for this to be set up for season five, where we have everyone coming out of the woodwork to try to fill the power vacuum that was left by the sudden dissolution of the League of Assassins. Like, I think we, I hope, we're going to get that in spades, because that is a huge, huge plot point to just not address. To drop, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm still thinking it's ironic that Malcolm made reference to Thea about a father's love and this, that, and the third, and you will never understand, and I would rather you hate me and be alive and love me and be dead, blah, 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 father, father, father. So as a father, you just took somebody else's son, and that's okay? This is the same father who brainwashed his own child to, again, the Thanatos Gambit. He, He doesn't quite... Get it. He's he's murder dad. And someone <laughs> pointed out on me Monday, I think it was last week, something about how it was juxtaposition of two images and one was from this season, you know, I've always cared about you, I knew I had a bond with you since the first time I met you, and the bottom image was from season one, your mother and sister will join you in death. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. Malcolm, honey, you got problems. Uh, Stop yeah. making them everyone else's problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else did I... There was something else I wanted to talk about. Bargain. You bargain my life. Oh, that's what that note says. Sorry, we already <laughs> talked about that. Let's talk about the flashbacks. Let's hit yeah. those. Yeah. 
Because I was very happy with the Deadite showing up. Yeah, <laughs> weird <laughs> demon Conklin. Yeah, yeah. I was. I feel like it didn't actually have physical form because the bullets went right through it, and then it just kind of missed it away. But yeah. he shows up, he's got filmed over white eyes, and is basically like, ain't none of y'all worthy. You yeah. shall not pass! <laughs> but I mean, the whole time, Ryder knew, like, when he locked them up, I was really irritated with him, because when he came back, and obviously Oliver's like, what the hell? Well, I knew you are, what is it, it's destiny, it's your destiny. I'm like, I will slap the destiny off your face, will you stop? <laughs> You think I think that's my favorite thing you've said tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I will slap the destiny off your face. Yeah, like, I need that on a shirt. You, I gotta wonder, past a certain point, if Ryder doesn't say stuff like that because he knows how crazy it sounds just to mess with the people around him. You <laughs> think he's English, self-aware banana saying. pants? I don't know. Banana I love, pants? I love banana that, pants. I love that idea that he's definitely crazy enough to follow this mystical quest through to wherever horrifically dangerous, hellish place it's gonna take them, but I also really like the idea that occasionally he'll just drop stuff like that in a conversation to watch people's facial expressions change. <laughs> I honestly think that he didn't know that for most of what's going on, he's just playing it by the seat of his pants. He's just going. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to leave Oliver and the other person in here. And, you know, if he makes it, it was destiny. And if he doesn't, well, I'm still alive. We'll right? figure something else yeah, out. Right. Oh, he made it. Destiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that is how this man works. What I want to know, okay, so this magical glowing tattoo, right? Obviously, it makes him quote-unquote worthy, but does it have any other powers? And does it have powers in the present? Will it glow today if he summoned it to? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. We're dealing so much with magic, it's kind of a big thing to leave on the shelf and not have it tie into the present. Especially since a lot of our flashbacks this season have been having some trouble tying into the present. Yeah, this is something we've been talking about pretty consistently. It made a little bit of sense, though. For me, it made a little bit of sense, only because I feel like what that tunnel leads to is somebody's totem. That's my only thought. Possibly. Okay, well, I I mean, yeah, I, like... I would assume that it's going to be this season's day ex machina. Like at some point, they're going to be at their worst. His tattoo's going to glow, and he's going to be like, "This has happened before." And, and then a big is wave, be like another secret, <laughs> an army of deadites oh, comes God. out of the wall. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you have a tattoo that glows? So I think she's dark. seen that tattoo. All of her was going to make a really dirty joke, but I won't. Oh, you know she's seen that tattoo. No, but I wonder if it glows. Oh. When he's, when he's, uh, only satisfied. When he's in danger. It's a Deadeye Finder. Danger. I like the, the giant, expensive looking CG cave. Yeah. Yeah. I was a fan of that. I can't, I could not for the life of me explain to you why I'm such a fan of the giant, expensive looking CG cave. Because but it's I really like it. a building on this island that seems to be the bag of holding of plot devices <laughs> for this entire show. What's it? Well, it's got a cave, and it's got a military presence, and it's got a prison, and it's got a this, right. and it's, and it's got a spa, island. and it's it got out. a pool. <laughs> He's... Writers making a philosopher's stone. Here's exactly what I was going to say, is the the exchange that I hope got cut from tonight's episode was they open the cave door, Ryder steps in and he goes, my God, we found it. And Oliver goes, we found what? And Ryder goes, the cavern from Harry Potter 6 with all the dead things in it. We're going to go, let's go, let's get in the boat. And they get in the boat. This is amazing. 
And Oliver's yeah. like, what's a Harry Potter? Between, Horcru- between Harry a Horcrux Potter? and a Philosopher's Stone. Oh, my God. We're talking FMI style Philosopher's <laughs> yeah, Stone, yeah, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Just make my day. Just make my day. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. All okay. right, guys. So we covered we covered a lot of the show. We covered the flashback. Anything else? Because we're running out of time. Did I miss anything? I like William going, I'm over the flash. I want a green arrow yeah. toy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Bless you, my son. I was like, yeah. you, we just went through this horrific ordeal to save you, and the first words out of your mouth are, I want a toy. Well, bam. He's He's a it. kid. Mm. Oh, calm down. Mm. Anyways, all right. Well, and I don't think he got a lot of the gravity of what was happening no. right up until, uh, you're murdering people outside the front door. I was playing. You're yeah. babysitting me. Yeah. No. So he's... he didn't really have enough time to be horrifically traumatized because that was a very, very short He had a little girlfriend. No, yeah. I think he's... Like, this is great. Nah, he's playing all of them. He's play- he's o- you know why he's over the Flash? Because at the end of next episode, he's going to take off his face, and it's Jay Garrick. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why he's like, I'm over the Flash. Vroom. That's yeah. the, that, the finger, and the vroom is the little kid running away really fast. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to finish The Flash screwed all of us up last night. Let's be real. Um, what I really liked were the two different takes on parenthood. Diggle talking about how you need ah. to be there for your kid, how you need to be a, a constant presence in their life. And then Vixen saying, you yeah. know, my parents gave me up and it really messed me up. But knowing now what I do, there's no way I could have handled that as a kid. And no child deserves that burden. Yeah. And having lived it, I think she's got a very good point with that. Yeah. yeah. But Felicity's also got a good point where, once again, you left me out of the decision. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we are running out of time, and I've got lots of videos for news and gossip, so let's just get to it. Yeah. And pictures. So whatever pops up first, I'll talk about. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, pictures. Did you guys know that Paul Blackthorne dated Daryl Hannah? What are you guys doing? Typewriters, yes. Oh, well, anyways, <laughs> did you guys know that? I had no idea. No. Oh, what? and this is Charlotte yeah. Ross, because you know I'm all about some PETA, and so is she. So she had done a campaign, the anti-fur campaign, which is basically I'd rather show my buns than uh, cover them with bunnies. Yeah. Anyways, sure. Yeah. Next picture. Okay. Wait. All go right. Back. That was back. odd. Yeah. Who hasn't I, been there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, because I'm an animal person. Anyways, fun quote if you're watching, if you're listening. You know, we all oppose animal cruelty, but sometimes we forget that animals on farms suffer and feel pain like other animals. They too deserve to be protected from harm and cruelty. Amen. That's all. Yeah, I like yeah. her. She's sweet. She's been in After Buzz before. Really sweet. And this is her with a bud, and I just think it's cute, and I really want her to date Paul Blackthorn too. Okay. Anyways, that's all. Oh, and then, of course, somebody, uh, well, Oliver. Oliver. Guggenheim, but also, what is that guy's name? There you go. He (laughs) he apparently tweeted this, too. And for me, obviously, seeing this before the episode, I went, wait, she's standing. Forget that they're getting married. That'll happen. She's standing. Well, obviously, obviously they weren't trying very hard to keep it a secret because everybody tied to the show released it before tonight. Also, can't imagine anything going wrong at that wedding. Of course. I'm I'm having uh, flashbacks to Wreck-It Ralph. (laughs) Can we get our videos, please? Okay, so I have a few videos. I do believe I have some fighting videos just because they're fun. This is, what is this one? Katie Cassidy. Okay, Katie Cassidy. So she does train, (laughs) y'all. That's not super action, but I still like it. 
She puts a lot of time in at the gym, by the way. Oh, yeah. She, she's, she's there all day. I think she said she works out either three or four times a day. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Now, a these day? are Stephen Amell's workout videos, and these are fun. Let's <laughs> watch. I mean, this is a pretty normal workout, right? Those listening, he's just doing some squats with huge, huge weights. Alright. Okay, and then let's speed forward. I have a few other time sets that I wanted to hit because I just started laughing when I saw some of the workouts he was doing. I was like, wait, what is well, going on? A little on? while ago, he had someone name one of his workouts. Like, he left it up to Twitter. Okay, this one is fun. They named it Greg. Wait. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Go, go, go. Throwing sandbags. Yeah, but it was just, it's funnier from the side because he looks. Like he's uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm working on ring winds. Uh, the shirt that I'm wearing right now, which is being auctioned off to someone that participated in the campaign, raised two hundred and twenty-eight thousand plus for Emily's house in Toronto. That's over three hundred thousand dollars Canadian. All right, and then Ooh. we'll fast forward to the next. I think I had another cue uh, that's a little go. bit Time further in. than this. But anyways, that's really cool. I actually didn't see that part of the video that he's raising money. Keep going forward. <laughs> one last thing, one last thing. He had two dumbbells. This part was my favorite. Hold on, when he starts doing it into the sky. I was like, yes, Steven. I know. I just thought it was hilarious. Because I'm like, what are you, you gotta, doing? You got to lay some careless whisper under this video. <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done. I was just enjoying watching him punch the air with the weights because it looked funny. <laughs> what are you there doing? Are. Anyways, that's all. Those are my friends. But, I mean, but if you want to keep watching Stephen Amell work out, it's always fun. You can do so on YouTube. Is that all I have for videos? We have a new so. review once, well, I had oh, it pulled read, up and read, then it decided, read. well, I had it pulled up and then it decided to close everything. So, you know, well, okay, here we go. Okay. A fantastic weekly recap by DJ Killionaire. Being able to hear excellent, excellent theorizing and fantastic insight week after week is greatly appreciated. Keep up all the awesome work, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, oh, Alicia it. Perez nice. had said on Twitter, she says she actually enjoys the after show more than the show itself. Oh, nice. Like, we oh, make better you. decisions. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, Somebody so call CW. You, there you we're, go. We're making the iTunes pitch. We started off with Blue Apron and we're ending with iTunes. Guys, thank you so much for everyone who reviewed our show, for everyone who rated and left five stars. Seriously, we adore you. And this is how you let our producers and the bosses in charge of AfterBuzz know, hey, we really like these people talking about Arrow. We'd like for them to be able to continue to do this for as long as these people continue making bad decisions on the show. We want to hear them talk about it. So when you leave your reviews, when you rate us five stars, not only do you get a shout out on the show, because seriously, we love you guys, Hearts. but it helps us stay on the air along with Arrow. So if you want us to continue to uh, recap this show, uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes are the best way to do it. And if you yep. want me to continue to sit in my tub and talk about great guys and beauty, just subscribe to my channel. Got to jump in there because I've actually gotten a few more subscribers lately. And I don't know if it's from the Arrow After Show or the Hit the Floor After Show. So if you do subscribe to Boys and Beauty with Ali Kona, can you leave a comment in the comment box and say, I am from Arrow? <laughs> so that way I know who's from Aaron, who's from Hit the Floor. Sure. That's all. One cool. last yeah. thing yeah. I want to hit up. We should actually probably move into predictions, Yes, I let's think. do it. Cool fancy do, do, music do, do, now. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I love the laser light show. I will always say that. I, um... Completely lost it because chat decided. Oh, Things I are updating one. without me wanting to, but someone in chat brought up do you think Oliver will uh, put his mayoral campaign back on? 
Yeah. Man, I hope so. I hope so, too. We spent a lot of time not doing anything with that plot line this season. No, we really didn't. And we, and we never have gotten to see a debate. I want to see a debate. I want to see how he handles himself. And I want to see how this other Rue, quote, unquote, handles I, herself as well. Yeah. And I just, I really hope they bring that back up. I, I don't know how they will. I don't know if they're just going to kind of leave it there. But considering that he was very much coerced into dropping it and now his son is ostensibly safe and Damian Dark is completely depowered, what's to stop him? Right, right. Well, I don't, I personally don't, I guess I don't want him to because uh, essentially Rouvet having the mayoral seat moves the plot to be like, well, now we can start Project Genesis. So That's I feel true. like that will give us the next seven, seven weeks um, to essentially uh, kind of find out what it is and then thwart it. Well, and then we also saw in the preview, too, that Malcolm obviously knows what's going on and he's basically... Uh-huh. Nope. He's basically saying, Fluff, your Genesis, I'm going to have my own Genesis. P.S. I had the OG plan anyway. And we got to see Cupid as well. Yeah. Yeah. So she's back. But I'm also going, like, why is Malcolm going, like, yeah, I had that plan for a second? Because, like, he died that time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. A little bit. A little bit. Anyway. Oh, really quick, though. There was an interview with Charlotte Ross. She said that she doesn't still know who's in the grave and that it's talk and chatter amongst people, including people that are on set. She said crew members, cast members, and somebody else random that will... We'll have conversations, and everyone's trying to guess. But at the same time, David Ramsey and Stephen Amell have revealed that they do actually know mm. who's in the grave. So I don't know if just them two know, and nobody else does. And if them two know, does that mean that it's Dickel? Do you know what I bet? Whoever it is, the last person to know will be Felicity. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is. Oh, it's Wildcat. <laughs> Random. There's that, there's that scene where everyone goes, who died? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> right. Life imitates art for Felicity Aww. being the last to know. All right, guys. So do we have any last predictions as we wind down for the, the next evening? month? Yeah. For I, the next month, I, we're on our weird spring break hiatus. Are we? Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back you. at the end of March. I oh. just really hope that when we come back, we find out what the evil person's evil plan is, finally. And, yeah, I'm holding to my theory that I think we see we see in the teaser that Hive is clearly moving ahead with this plan, even though Damien Dark is depowered and in jail. So I'm looking forward to seeing, more than likely, Revee Adams step forward into a primary antagonist position more aggressively. Yeah. I want to see DMX sharing a jail cell with Damien Dark. I would watch that show. That would be amazing, <laughs> right? I don't know why. I just saw him in another show doing that. But anyways, okay, that's all I got. That wasn't even a prediction, but I don't care. Uh, anyways. But CW, we demand DMX. Yeah. <laughs> right or die. Anyway, okay, well, I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can find me at Boys and Beauty 01 on Twitter. And now that I know we have this long break, because clearly I'm way late, you can still catch me in the tub, Boys and Beauty with Ali Kona. And this past week's episode was all about John Barrowman, so make sure you check that out. Mm-hmm. And on her next episode, Ali Kona will pull off her face to reveal that she, too, is Jay Garrett. <laughs> In the meantime, I am Lex Michael all over social media at the Lex Michael. And I'm Tori J. Miller. Are you sure you're not Jay Garrett? Jay! G-U-R-I-J-U-Y. And I am Spartacus. G-U-R-I-J. Wow, that's a good laugh. I love 
love you guys. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at K-I-A-X-E-T. You can also find <laughs> She's done, guys. I am She's losing done. it. Cool. Anyway, you know where to find me. I do the same spiel every week. Robots in Disguise is back. It's Sunday night at 9. Muppets is ending. It's going to be on Tuesday. Blind Spot is back. That's also going to be on Tuesday. And Star Wars Rebels has gone completely insane. And that's Wednesdays. All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining in with us on the hashtag <laughs> and everything else. We will see you on social media until the break is over. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'm Jay Garrick. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.